Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. So, uh, wow, we are here, our first 2021 recording of Bitch Talk. With the one and only Sophia and Dari. Hello, Sophia. Welcome back Yay. to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you uh, guys for having me back. I am honored to be the first of 2021. I, we, yeah, we are honored to have you. Uh, you're running for California Democratic Party Assembly District 19. You are the co-founder of San Francisco Women's March. And in 2019, you were appointed by Mayor London Breed to a four-year term to the Commission on the Status of Women for the City and County of San Francisco. So you're um, not busy at all. No, and... no, I, I, I just, <laughs> I just barely do anything. You know, just sit yeah. around. Can I yeah, enough? just twiddle your thumbs during a yeah, pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I just. Yeah. I, I only did my hair and makeup today just for you. That's it. Hey, I, I, I did and too. I wore a bra. I wore a bra. <laughs> me too. Me what? too. Okay. Just no, for you guys. I'm not in that club. Just no, for you. Thank you. <laughs> Before it, we even let you start talking, I just I just yeah. have to say the first time we had you on was in 2017. Before That's the so first women's march and at the time i remember it so clearly you, you were very clear to us you're like i'm a behind the scenes yes. kind of person i'm not the person that does interviews and here you are <laughs> long years later running for office at the forefront and i'm just so excited to have watched your confidence in yourself grow to what we already knew you had in you on that first day so can you just talk about that journey from 2017 to right now yeah, without a doubt. First of all, thank you. That was very kind, very sweet of uh, of you to say that. Yeah, I mean, I remember going into your office. That was the first time I was going to do a podcast. I was like, ooh, I like the name. I definitely want to go here. <laughs> uh, I remember I was being nervous. Yeah. As soon as I saw you, both of you, all three of you, actually, I was just like, oh, they're they're really cool. They're, they're laid back. Okay. So then I kind of got a little bit more comfortable, but I was, I was pretty nervous. I'm not a fan of public speaking. I think we've talked about this before. Um, I just felt like throughout the years, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you start seeing things more for what they are. You start realizing that most people have no idea what they're doing. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's like, uh, I struggle because a lot of time I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not, am I articulate enough? Am I, you know, like you start questioning yourself with all, um, everything you've been told or, uh, haven't been told since you were a child. Right. Cause it can go both ways. Um, and then I just realized I'm like, you know, fuck it all. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm just gonna realize who I am, do what I can, what I know I can do. I'm very good at organizing. I'm a good boss. I'm a good, I'm a, I'm a good leader. Um, I have so much learning to do as a leader. Uh, every leader does. I, no one's perfect. Um, but I am good at leading people and I am good at mobilizing and I'm very organized. I mean, my, my team makes fun of me because they're like, I'm, I'm very, I'm very anal. I mean, they, they, they tell me that all the time. And I'm like, you know what? But guess what? 
who are you emailing when you have an issue? Me. So I'm like, <laughs> when, when something needs to get done quickly, it's always like, oh, Sophia, we can't find this. I'm like, okay, let me get to it. And then I get it done. Um, and I realized I have that power. You know, I, everybody has their own strengths. And I realized, okay, I might not be the most eloquent speaker and I might not, you know, be the most composed person, but I have something to say. Um, I think more people relate to individuals that are a little more laid back to begin with anyway. I know I do personally. Um, and I'm like, you know, I, there's really nothing to lose. And it, like, there really is. I mean, we, we, we had the biggest idiot in the world okay. as the president of the United States. Like, seriously, like anybody can be president now. Like a, a, a dead dog on the street can probably be president <laughs> after Trump. Would cause less damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I, I think just realizing all those things and then realizing, okay, like this could be an area that I can go into um, and then figuring out, okay, do I really want to get into politics? Because politics is fucking dirty. So <laughs> it's, this is a good way for me to kind of just dip my toes in a sense, right? Um, is, is the Adams. It's very small. It's not that known. Um, I honestly, I, I tell people, I'm like, I'm running for it now. I didn't know about it uh, six years ago. If you would have talked to me about six years ago, I was like, what? Like, I learned about it because uh, of, of friends that are in politics. My friends didn't know about it until I started running. And they're like, wait, what is this? Um, which is a problem. That's the biggest problem we have mm-hmm. is why the hell aren't we better at educating our communities about what they can run for, what they should be voting for. Um, but you know, uh, you keep, you keep your power by keeping people stupid. And until most people realize that they, they, they need to stop playing the other, the other people's game and, 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 and play their own game. Um, we're never going to see change. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that can help. Um, I'm an honest person. Um, I, I try to be a good person as much as I can. I'm not perfect. I know some people hate me. Some people love me, but I try to be as sincere, um, as sincere as I can be. And I'm a big believer, do the work. I, I really hate when people take credit for stuff that they never did the work for, or they do one thing and then they're like, Oh, all hail me. Um, that's why I like to be in the background as well, because it's not just me. Yeah, I get a lot of the spotlight, but it takes a team to create a movement, to create what we created at Women's March San Francisco. Um, and, and, and it does. And I'm not going to take away. It takes leadership as well. Right. But we have some amazing leaders. It's not just me. Um, but I do believe that I do have a voice that's needed now more than ever. And it is that diversity, that representation, that intersectionality, having the, the, the different lived experiences that a lot of people haven't had, right? Um, I think more of those people are needed now. And let's face it, more women, man, more women of color. We need to start really taking control of as much as um, we can get our hands on. Uh, no one's going to give it to us. So we have to take it. Um, speaking of Adams, I, I do want to kind of jump into that a little bit, but did someone yeah. approach you to run or, or how did yeah. this all come out? Yeah, it did. So one of my buddies, um, I call him my political advisor. Uh, he's actually younger than me, but I love him. His name is Edward, Edward Wright. 
Um, he, uh, he helped us with Women's March in 2018. That's kind of how I got to know him. Um, he's a, a local queer activist. He works at City Hall. Um, um, he's a, a legislative aide um, mm. to, to, to one of the supervisors. Um, he ran that supervisor's campaign, the supervisor one. He became the ledge aide. But um, he's, again, younger, I think in his mid-late 20s, somewhere around there. But we just clicked. I love him to death. Um, I call him my, like my little brother. Um, and he's my like political advisor. Like I go to him to ju- just ask political question. He's just, he's very, very smart when it comes to the politics side. Like what people don't realize, I don't know a lot of stuff about politics. I'm a community organizer, right? So I, I, I that was my lived experiences is just working with community organizers. Now, yes, what I learned along the way about politics, of course, but, you know, there's certain stuff that I'm, it's always like, oh, hey, this, this measure, can you explain it to me uh, in layman's terms? Because I struggle, I struggle reading some of these. I'm like, what, what, what are you saying? Like, yes, this, no, this, like, can we just have one sentence to just simplify it? I'm yeah, dumb so it down, sick. please. Dumb it down, man. Yeah. Like, dumb it down. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I, I'm an educated uh, individual, and I struggle, right? But um, yeah, he called me. He's like, "I really want you to run for this. Please say you will." He's like, "You've been saying you want to kind of see if you want to get into politics." He's like, "This is perfect. Kind of gives you an in. You'll get more known because I am known a little bit with the local politicians, but you'll get a little bit more known with the state politicians." Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, "Yeah, why not? Let's do it." And I told him, I'm like, I really need support and help. It's the first time I'm running for anything. Um, and I'm a progressive. I'm known as a progressive in the Bay Area in San Francisco. Um, so we kind of got a bunch of progressives together and we ran on a slate, uh, 14 individuals, because um, you can you can um, vote for 14 people, right? 14 people get elected, seven self-identified women, and seven non-self-identified women get elected per assembly district. Mm. And there are 80 assembly districts in California. So 14 get elected from each of the assembly districts. Um, so we, most people do run on some form of a slate. And that's just basically grouping so that you say, hey, vote for me. And also please consider or vote for these 13 other individuals. Um, it's just helpful because it's such a short time frame. I mean, literally, like, he called me early December. I signed on and said, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then the, you have to get a ballot. You have to actually request a ballot. And that's yes. done. That was I know. January 11th. It's yep. done. Mm-hmm. So, yep. and the voting, you have to turn in your ballot before the 27th. So it arrives on the 27th. So the voting basically happens at the end of this month and that's it. We're done. Do you, do you know the demo of the voters? Because first of all, my fiance and I, right before we got on, we were talking about what you're running for. And um, we're like, first of all, like what you said at the beginning, like the machine doesn't do a good job of promoting this at all. all. Why is it right after this huge election? You know what I mean? Like it gets lost in the shuffle. It gets lost in the shuffle, but it didn't work out. Um, that's not the issue is it happens every two years Mm -hmm. and it happens on the odd year every two years 
So be, in January, it happens every two years in January on the odd year. So January 2021 is the odd year. Right. Um, so it just, it didn't work out because of that, right? Right. Because it's already, those are set in place. Right. Right. Um, but they don't do a good job at getting it out. Honestly, it should be like, uh, do you guys know DCCC? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. D triple C is on the main ballot. Right. right. Yes. Um, so that ballot, as long as you registered, that goes out automatically to all registered Democrats. This one, this one, this year, you had to go online and and register to receive a ballot. Without right. it, you don't get a ballot. Now, pre-COVID, you would go and stand in line. Like two years ago, I think I, I forgot where one of them the AD 17, which is the east side of San Francisco, was at the Women's Building. Mm. How am I forgetting where AD 19 was? And AD 19, which is my side, the west side of San Francisco and Daly City. I, 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 I went, but I, I'm blanking <laughs> on where it was. Uh, but it was okay. a place I never went to. But mm -hmm. it was a place literally I never went to. And there was a line and we had to wait in line forever. And I believe that day might have been raining or sprinkling probably uh, to, to, to go vote. Right. Um, they don't make it easy. So the only people that know about it are friends and family of the people that are running. So yeah. it's, usually, it's usually like what 200 people are voting 300, 400, which is now, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But guess what? I just saw yesterday. So, and uh, there's a, uh, there's a group, uh, the progressive delegates, mm -hmm. uh, who endorsed me and they have their own website. And I saw they listed all of the, how many people registered per assembly district and it's record high. Wow. So assembly district 19 has over 4,000 people that registered. Wow. That's a record high. Wow. Right? Okay. But it's a record high also because they made it more accessible because now people are just registering and it's going to come to their home. Right. right? Imagine Versus them that. having to go somewhere. Right. right. Oh, wow. And oh, that's, wow. and that's probably why they never allowed that in the first place because the more people vote, you know, that yep. certain people don't want that. Yeah, but, exactly. I, but, but I want to go back to, you know, it's interesting that you bring up this gap. This is a major issue, this gap between community organizers and politicians as a community yeah. organizer that you have your roots deep in it as an activist and an organizer in San Francisco. And still, you don't understand politics and policy. Those should go hand in hand because as an activist, you want to create real change. But how are you going to know how to do that if you don't understand the politics? Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's. That's the hard thing, right? And it's also one of those things where it's like, okay, kind of have to do due do, do, do diligence and do the work and, and kind of learn. Um, but it's individuals taking it upon themselves to learn, right? So if that person doesn't, like I'm somebody that loves to continue to learn. I love learning, right? Um, I'm, I'm a very curious person like that. But if somebody isn't like that, then it's, they're very kind of narrow to just sticking to their area. Um, that that's not necessarily like a horrible thing, right? It's not like there's some community activists that are so amazing at the work that they do, right? They might be just focused on one area, but the bad part of it um, is they don't realize that they can possibly create more changes if they also link in with the politic political side. Be more effective. Right? Yeah. And 
be more effective, right? Because then you're talking about measures you can possibly create, um, uh, create pr- uh, propositions and, and, and change the laws. Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, if, if, if you don't change the law or, or, or the rule of something and it's, um, it, it's never going to make a real impact overall. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just a cycle of like you continue and continue. And as activists, we get we get exhausted. Right. And nonprofits, I'm sure they get super exhausted. Right. Like having to get money and grants all the time um, to stay afloat. Um, you guys understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm preaching to the choir right yeah. here. Yeah. And your producer's like. <laughs> Say more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but it is one of those things where I, I wish they would make it easier. Right. Um, and that's why I that's why I'm very big on education. So uh, people make fun of me again. I like I, I tend to be very um, I, don't, I don't know. If, I think I have both of you guys. I, I think you're getting my emails on my MailChimp. I hope you are. If not, I need to add you and forward some of my I'm, campaign emails. No, but my campaign amazing. emails. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to forward some of the emails to you guys and add you to my to my list. But yeah, grow that um, list, girl. Yeah, man. <laughs> when people unsubscribe, I'm like, just, just oh, it's so it. sad. Oh, Don't. Yes. Yeah, I I have to like pour myself a drink every time I see an unsubscribe. I'm like, who is it? What did we do? Am I offensive? I don't it's, even know. It's probably your fault, Aaron. I know it oh. is. Sorry. Anyways, keep going, is, Sophia. <laughs> No, 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 but totally, right? Like I'm yes. like, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna take it to heart. Um, but um, but somebody messaged me, and I'm I'm glad she did. I really am, and and I get told this all the time. She's like, I love your emails. She's like, they're so educational. You're really explaining ADEMS. You're explaining the process because no one knows what the hell it is, right? She's like, but you haven't even talked about yourself. <laughs> Yeah, because you're a woman behind the scenes. You're because not I'm used to. I'm a woman to. behind the scenes. I hate talking about myself. So it's like I made a website. I've never made a website. Oh yeah, right? I, I, yeah. I was looking at looking at it. <laughs> there it is. Oprahsandari.com. <laughs> so I made a website. One of my friends helped me. She kind of like um, I, I started it, and she fixed some of the stuff that I couldn't figure out. To be honest, it's my first one. I don't know how to make websites. Uh, but now I, I I know how to update it and everything. But you know I wanted to create a website. Again, Adams is really small. Like you, no one needs to create a website. But I'm like I should have something out there, um, you know, so I can build on um, in case I do want to go into politics. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know when I'm trying to write my about myself, I had it's to the send worst. it. Yeah, I had to. Send, you guys know Martha, right? I had to send it to Martha. Uh, who's our PR person? Oh, your PR like, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Martha, like, so I sent it to a a, a, a couple of the ladies uh, at Women's March, and I was like, "Can you guys just like you know m- make it sound better?" And they're just like, "Okay." <laughs> so th- we did a Google Doc, and then they 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 fixed it up for me. But for the most part, they didn't make too many edits, and I'm like, "Something's wrong. You guys aren't editing that much." They're like, "It's actually pretty good." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I guess I got a be- I became a better writer too because I hate writing as well. Um, but it has kind of been teaching me like, okay, it's, it's okay to talk about yourself a little bit more and what you've uh, accomplished and, and where you've come from, because you need people to, to relate to you. You also need people to understand that you do have these lived experiences, right? A lot of times people are like, well, you're coming out of nowhere. I'm like, well, no, I'm not, man. I've, I've, I've been in it, Mm -hmm. you know, for the last four years in San Francisco, I've been in it. 
Um, you know, and not just because I'm not always posting on social, I'm starting to post on social media now more, but before, I mean, there's so much stuff that I did. I don't post because I hate people that are like, oh, and I went to this March and they're just taking pictures. I'm like, okay, great. You went to a March. Good for you. What the hell have you done since then? What are you actually doing? Mm-hmm. You're just going to a March and taking a picture. Congratulations. Like my yeah. nephew can do that. Like a little kid can do that. Well, I I think especially with San Francisco politics, where, you know, most people are left leaning, it's so important to share those personal stories, because that's really what's going to set you apart when it comes to your platform. You know, most people are going to say a lot of the same things, which are all important issues. But who are we going to trust to take care of those issues is the people with, like you said, the lived experience. So I want to give this opportunity for you to talk about yourself more. Um, (laughs) If you can, you know, you grew up your childhood was you grew up during a civil war in Lebanon. What, what do you remember yeah. if you're comfortable sharing from that experience? Yeah, you know, yeah. as Americans, we don't know what it's like to grow up, you know, in a country at war. Yeah. That's why homeland. we're such a pro pro war country is because we have mm-hmm. a really pro guns, in the war, pro war. Pro guns, put them mm-hmm. in Syria, put them, you know, put them in Palestine, put them in Syria for a week. They'll, they'll never want to hold a gun in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually born in the U.S. in Michigan, um, and my parents were really missing home. And when I was three years old, you know, the, the family, they're like, oh, the Civil War ended in Lebanon. So we're like, OK, let's go back. So we went back to Lebanon when I was three years old. And um, the Civil War restarted about two months after we arrived. Oh, wow. <laughs> the problem with the Civil War in Lebanon is it was a 15 year civil war, but it was kind of like on and off. So, but they thought it finally finalized, like, you know, so my parents are like, let's go back. And then it restarted and we stayed there for um, five years from the time I was three until I was eight years old. It's interesting. At that time, Lebanese people had been living in civil war for over 10 years. And it's amazing how much, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of one of those things where, there was some scary parts, but there was some beautiful parts. Like people were still having weddings. Uh, so, and, and the Lebanese go all out for weddings. It's like, <laughs> who can do it better, right? Like, oh, you did this? Oh, you had fireworks for, for 20 minutes? I'm going to have fireworks for 45 minutes. Now what? <laughs> right? Like, so that's how Lebanese people do weddings, right? And then like dressing up. Um, but because they've lived it for 10 years, it's kind of became normal. Mm-hmm. which is sad, mm-hmm. sad, mm-hmm. right? But it became normal. So there was good times. There was good adventures. Also, like we have a beautiful home in Lebanon. I live in the mountain regions um, in Lebanon. So it's like we had a lot of like um, like, like um, farming, like like trees, like apple trees and like all, all that kind of stuff and in the mountain region uh, to take hikes and like do camping and all of that. Um, So we did have some good times, but I also remember having to run down to our bomb shelter. We had a bomb shelter Uh, and it was like a family bomb shelter. So like all of the neighbors around, which is usually your family members, they would come to the bomb shelter. Right. Um, Whoever had the best one, um, you know, we would play cards. Uh, I still play cards with my parents um, when I was there for the holidays with my sister and my parents. We still play cards because uh, we did that in Lebanon, especially during the war, we would play cards. That's how we would uh, pass the time. You know, even the kids would play cards. Um, 
but sometimes we would be in there for like a week right and no electricity you know you're basically relying on candlelight uh you know uh for taking showers and stuff it's kind of like they put all the little kids together you know like we put put us in like a little tub and just wash us all at the same time like you're doing dishes right uh but it's like conserving the water um you know i the good thing is I have a really shitty memory. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good. <laughs> when you lived in a civil war, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bad thing is I do have visuals. Um, my sister mm-hmm. has a much better memory. So a lot of times she's like, oh, this happened. Like once we were playing cards, I remember this slightly, but Linda, my sister had to remind me, we were playing cards and the the door slammed open. This is again in the bomb shelter. The, the the door slammed open because we only had sandbags outside. So I don't know what impact, but it like blew it open. And a shard came between me, my sister and my cousin between us and hit the wall. So we were sitting this way playing cards and it came between us. Wow. And I think my dad kept that shard. We have it in Lebanon, but it's it's like a you know metal shard that was like heated it, it cut from some kind of a bomb and just came through um you know memories like that i mean i i did see people get shot and explode um we were lucky also i have to say we were blessed because we were in the mountain region mm-hmm. um so we weren't as close uh to the fighting cuz beirut um, more of the south, we were a little bit more, I guess, west-north. I'm not sure. I suck at directions. But we, we were further away from the south. Um, and Beirut, which had it the worst. So th- they had it the worst. I mean, like my mom, where she grew up, her house in Beirut was demolished, like 100%. Our house in um, the mountain region, like our, our home right now, my dad redid, re- redid it, but it didn't, it didn't fall. It just had holes it had like you know a couple of bullet holes here and there so when people talk about war especially in the U.S. you know when uh when uh 2000 2001 right um you know everybody's like let's go kill them blah 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 I was like first of all Iraq had nothing to do with it um neither did Afghanistan so why the hell are you going after them go after Saudi Arabia um uh, you know I was also individuals but um, I remember just everybody was just like, ah, da, da, da. and I'm like, you don't fucking know what war is, you mm-hmm. know, and nothing against troops. I'm anti-war and I'm not, I'm not for the military. Um, I'm not anti-military. I understand military needs to exist, but I think you exist to help your people not to create suffrage, mm-hmm. not to, mm-hmm. not to create, create more suffrage to your people and outside, right? Because I don't see myself as just American. I see myself as Lebanese. I see myself, I, I lived in France. I love France. I see myself as, you know, somebody that is just worldly, right? I don't see myself just in this little, little like, oh, I only exist in this little bubble. Um, and military I, budgets are so huge. They're disgusting. Ugh, yeah. We need to spend more money on educating people. We have yep. a bunch of dumb mm-hmm. idiots in this country. Yeah. We, yeah. we need to have better ago. education. Yeah. Yeah. No, educating people, housing people, feeding people, housing all the things. People, right? Like mm-hmm. we are the richest country in the world and look how much homelessness we have. It, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All, you know, and also... Um, 
um, children that are left hungry, that some of them one meal a day, if, if that, mm-hmm. right? Like how, how can we call ourselves the, the best country in the world, which I don't believe that, but yeah. you know, I, every country I think has its beauty uh, and it has its faults without a doubt. But if we really want to keep using those terms, well, we need to actually <laughs> deserve them. We don't deserve them. Yeah. We, we have to earn them. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about um, some of your platforms since they're on your website? I, I really, yeah. I'm always attracted to the getting the dark money out of politics. That's one of yes, my Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, like you said, Aaron, uh, well, actually, Angela, you said this, but you, <clears throat> a lot of times we all have the same platform in San Francisco, right? It's very similar, right? You have the progressives and you have the moderates, which are like, hey, I'm progressive, and if you talk to somebody in Kentucky, they're like, you're all fucking liberals. You're mm-hmm. all, yep. you know, like socialists, <laughs> yep. scum, yep. whatever the hell they want to call yep. us, right? Yep, yep, um, yep. I do 100%. consider myself, yeah, right? Like, I do consider myself a democratic socialist, but I'm also somebody that really believes that, you know, uh, we, we all share a lot of common things that we want. Some of us want to do it a little bit differently, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you know, when somebody's throwing the progressive and the moderate, yes, I'm, I'm more seen as the progressive, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to work with somebody that's seen as a moderate, especially if they have the values that I have, right? There's some deal breakers. Like if you're a Republican, you're anti-choice, fuck you. I'm not going to work with you. Yep. Like, sorry, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of, you know, some of the things, of course, Medicare for all, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, housing as a right, I think um, we have to kind of put something in place, uh, it's getting ridiculous um, that we have so many of our community members out on the streets. Um, the Green New Deal, I think that's a given. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of like reproductive justice, like economic inclusion, disability rights, workers' rights, um, one of the biggest things is I really would like to see universal uh, public college. Yeah. I think college should be free. Um, that would allow more people to be able to get, you know, a two-year degree that can help them. Um, I I, I think that's easily doable. I remember when I was in France and um, I was studying there, this is before I worked there, uh, and I worked at a high school. I I taught English at a high school. I remember talking to my friends who are in college. I was like, oh, how much are your loans? And they're like, loans. (laughs) (laughs) what is this word (laughs) what is Uh, this word yes uh their college was basically paid i I think like somebody said oh i have to pay like a thousand euros i was like thousand euros it was like that's my books for a semester a thousand euros like be happy about a thousand euros for four years um but I, I, I think that's doable. Again, we take money out of the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's so much spending that does not need to happen there. Or police budgets. Police budget. <laughs> absolutely. And that's there also part of my platform. Time I know. I know. You know, the, the biggest one, I'll get to the dark money, but the other two that, uh, that I definitely want to want to see uh, abolishing ice ice just needs to go away they didn't exist too long ago like people are mm-hmm. like but what are we gonna do i'm like what did we do before what did we do yeah. I, I, I forgot exactly when ice was created but it wasn't that long ago like i i i, 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 I think it was exact yeah i think it, it was obama 
I, I think it was around that time frame. It yeah. wasn't that long ago. Like right. people don't realize that. And I, I, I know it was during my lifetime. I'm 38. So I know what happened during my lifetime. <laughs> um, uh, it just, it needs to go away. They're, they have become like a, a, a t- domestic terrorist group, in my thugs. opinion. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are thugs. They are nothing but fucking thugs. They need to go mm-hmm. away. Um, and then police, we need to redirect a lot of the funding that goes into the police, give it back to the communities, give it back to education, give it to mental health yep. officials that can handle a lot of the stuff that the police should not be touching. They shouldn't mm-hmm. be touching. Right. You know, it impacts um, their work. Like they're not yeah, doing a good yeah, job because they're trying yeah. to do all this other shit yeah. in the, in the yeah. streets. Yep. Yeah. Defund and, and refund, I heard. Defund and refund is basically, yeah. Because everybody, like, and that's the other thing is is words, right? People get yep. confused. They're yes. like, defund, so you don't want the police at all. And I was like, I never said that, right? Like, there is a need for some kind of a law and order. There is, right? But the right way, right? Like, what the police is right now in the U.S., not is now, what they have fucking been. Right. Is not right. Like right? it is not right. They are corrupt. We have KKK Nazis in there. Like we do not, you know, we and, and everybody's like, there's good cops. I'm like, yeah, the good good cops are the ones that call out the bad cops and they get fired. Right. Yeah. So the only other cops that stay are the ones that keep their head down. Right. It's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything. I don't want. I didn't see anything. Right. Or the bad cops. Right. Because anybody that does stand up against the status quo, they get booted. Mm-hmm. So wh- why aren't we actually hiring more of those people? Because they have some ethics. Right. Um, but yeah. And my, my biggest one is getting dark money out of politics. I what I've learned through this whole entire process is it's true. Politics is dirty. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think everybody knows that, but I think everybody says it, but they don't really know it because they didn't live it. Um, it's dirty. I, I don't understand how we allow, and this isn't just local, right? This is all politics, how we allow so much money to be thrown into politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, lobbyists, like how the NRA who filed for bankruptcy, yep. maybe they should have stopped spending so much money on lobbying. I'm glad <laughs> they did. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, on, on, uh, yeah, but uh, how do we allow that? Like, it's, it's ridiculous how much money is thrown into politics. And it's not right, because at the end of the day, people like me, grassroots activists, grassroots leaders, people that might not have the financial means to run for something um, or, or the, the power or the backing, right? They might have more community, right? Community members can maybe pitch in $20, $30. They're not pitching in. whatever the max is, and then finding loopholes to give you even more, right? Um, That that system is unfair. So for us to be able to get more women of color, uh, to get more trans women, queer women, women from marginalized communities um, into political leadership, we we have to even the playing field. And that's one of the ways to, to do it is you have to get rid of that money. And then gatekeepers, uh, it's oh. ridiculous. <laughs> so one of, one of the reasons I wanted to run with the group that I'm running is because we're pretty independent. We're seen as the progressives, but we also, we, we're not beholden to anyone. 
you know, at the end of the day, you know, when I was asking for my endorsements, I, I think everybody knows me well enough to know that, you know, who I am as a person, um, you know, what my heart is, you know, that I'm about work, I'm not about uh, personal gain, I'm not about showing off. I mean, honestly, I'd rather not ego have to. Yeah, I'm not about that ego, right? Um, and, and at the end of the day, I report to the community and the people that I'm representing. Um, not anybody that's above me that's like trying to, you know, make me move this direction or this direction. Um, I will always take uh, people's voices into consideration or their advice. Always. I, I, again, I'm somebody that likes to learn. I like knowledge. I like to know different stuff so I can make my own decision. Um, but that's the kind of politician I, I, I want to be if, if I do, um, you know, hopefully I get elected and if I do go into something um, in the future. But it does really show you how many people want to keep that power and what they're willing to do and how nasty they can get. Uh, but, you know, one of the one of the things about me is I'm kind of I'm the one that's always smiling, but I'm always taking notes as well in my head. Um, <laughs> It's, it's not and it's not like, oh, you're gonna see. No, it's not like that. It's more that you showed me who you are. Thank you for showing me who you are. This is going to help me figure out like who I'm going to support in the future. Because guess what, if you showed me who you are, I'm not going to support you if, if I saw that you were honestly um, uh, trying to gatekeep and not just that that you were trying to take control and your you're not an honest person and you're, you're, you're just playing different people just to, to benefit yourself. Um, that's, I, I see through that right away. Um, I don't necessarily vocalize it to those individuals, but it's more that like, I'll remember this. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. File it. File it. I file it too. It's right back here. <laughs> just in case. Um, if we can switch gears really quickly, yeah, we're running out of time. The women's march is this weekend. Yes, it is. <laughs> you you're are not busy enough. That? You are yeah. not busy yeah. enough. All, you're also organizing, and you're organizing along with Oakland, correct? Yeah, we are. Yeah. So that's we awesome. Figured, I know. I, I love Oakland. It's great. Yeah, it's it's it. It just made more sense too. Yes. So of course we're going virtual. Um, we knew. I think we met in October as a team and we're like, okay, um, we didn't know, we, we didn't know where we would be right now. I will, we're not doing that well with COVID, right? We didn't know we were going to be here, but we said, even if we were looking better, we still are not going to do something uh, in person. Um, and we also did have an A and B plan, like Trump gets reelected, Oof. right? Again, it's not necessarily like, I don't want to make it about Trump or about Biden or Democrats and Republicans. It's more about who shares our values and who doesn't, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, because Biden still has a lot of work to do. Oh, yeah, correct. We got to keep him honest. We got to keep yeah. him honest. Exactly. Right. So that doesn't mean we go away now right? Like no. Women's March San Francisco isn't going away. Neither is Oakland, right? It's just, we have to figure out how, how we're going to exist now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we, we decided Women's March San Francisco, okay, we're going to do something virtually. And then we connected with Oakland 
I think like November, late November, early December. Honestly, we, we didn't start planning <laughs> until or until first week of January. This is a common story more, with you. You're yeah, crazy. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> what you can do in one month is exhausting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm tired. Right? tired. <laughs> no, but 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 for the actual marches, we always started in October and we we brought in like San Francisco has like a team of like 10, 12 people consistently, but we would bring in 30 more people to help us for the marches and, and the rally. We needed that many people. You guys, you, you, you were at pretty much all of them. So you saw yeah. the scale, the scale yeah. of them. Right. But, but in this case, we're like, OK, it, it's virtual. Like, remember, it's not the end of the world. We didn't ha- we don't have to raise sixty thousand dollars. Right. That also helped. Right. Because we were also hustling to raise money. Um people again still don't realize we're all volunteers no one gets paid you know so we have to get money to create stuff but we decided let's do something virtual contacted Oakland they're like oh yeah hey let's just do something together um we are utilizing a new platform that my co-chair Anne um introduced us to it's called run the world so I think it's like run the world dot today um and then I think uh, Run the World 365 is their handles for Instagram and Twitter. Um, it's a woman-run, uh, woman-created platform. And it's cool because everybody's kind of sick of Zoom. Sorry, I think we're on Zoom now. But no, I mean, no, no, same. We all are. are. Yes. We all are. It's, yeah. so, we were six months ago, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to do something different. We actually, I just actually had a... Uh, uh, we had a test run yesterday. I also had a test run right before this meeting as well, just with the different stuff that you can do that with that. But you guys should check it out. It's a pretty cool platform. Hopefully you can attend on Saturday. You can see it for yourselves yeah. as an attendee. But we decided let's get together. And the main thing is how do we keep people engaged? Yeah. Because our biggest worry is people are going to be like, okay, cool. Okay, Trump is gone. It's not just about about Trump. Look no. where we are. Look what happened at the Capitol. Look yep. where we are as a society. I mean, like for for for, for our black brothers and sisters, they, they nothing changed for them. It's just getting worse and worse, right? Like it's not like it's not like everything goes away now and we we start clean. Like that's the, for anybody that thinks that it's just it's it's honestly sad and a little ignorant i'm trying to be nice but (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying um so we decided to do a virtual event it's uh we titled it we honestly we're like let's just keep it to to the point uh we titled it staying engaged in 2021 and beyond and every time i say and beyond i want to say the what is that? Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Light year. <laughs> New infinity. infinity and beyond. <laughs> so we titled it that. Um, it's going to be our fifth, technically our fifth March, but again, a virtual event. Um, this Saturday, January 23rd, it's going to be from one to three o'clock. And um, if you guys go to womensmarchsf.org, and then you go to the events, you'll see it. it's the first one and you can register from there. You have to register to get the link. Um, and the way it's going to work is when you register, you're going to get um, four different links. Okay. And it's going to be different time frames. The first one is going to be the opening and I'm going to open. 
Yay! Yes. Yay! Uh, Allison. You're starting off with a bang. Yeah. Starting off with a bang, right? The big guns. <laughs> I know, right? So, um, I'll open from San Francisco, and I believe um, Allison, who's the chair of Oakland, um, will open with me. Um, we're going to have um, a fireside chat with Kimberly Ellis. All right. So Kimberly Ellis was uh, is the new director of the San Francisco Department on the Status of Women. Oh, right. And she also ran Emerge. I think I think everybody's familiar with Kimberly Ellis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the con- she's going to be in conversation with um, executive director Annie Rivera. She is from Galleria de la Raza. Oh, so mm-hmm. their main thing is they're going to be talking about how do we keep fighting for equality, for equity and inclusion in the Bay Area? Um, what are things we need to concentrate on locally, also nationally? Like, how can we stay involved and what do we need to keep our eye on um, to hold the administration accountable, but also to move in the right direction and not go backwards? Um, so that's going to be kind of just like a fireside chat. They're going to chat. Um, it's going to be more people observing. And then at, um, I'm not going to give the exact timing because I think we're still trying to figure everything out. But once that's done, I think that's going to be about half an hour. Um, we're going to do like a little slideshow. I have to send pictures. <laughs> I already said on the I'm list like, tonight, I'm Sophia. The I'm sending the pictures that have me on it because they always put the worst ones of like, no, no, I told you front angles only. Yes, right. Side angles. Like, come on. Uh, um, and then we're going to have two breakout sessions. So you can pick one oh, or cool. the other. The good thing is we're going to record everything. So we will post it after the fact. But we want people there because we want them to be able to ask questions and get engaged. So we're going to have two breakout sessions. And you get to pick which one you want to go to. And you're going to have both links. So you can also go to one and then say, oh, no, let me go try the other one. You're, you're able to move. That's why I like this. Yeah. It's, it's a Choose cool your platform. own adventure. Yep. Choose your own adventure, right? Um, so we're going to have, one of them is going to be uh, Saru J- Jayaraman, who's the president of uh, One Fair Wage. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And the other one is going to have Anita Jackson. She's the director of digital communication for Moms Rising. Okay. So they're going to talk about um, how you can kind of get involved um, um specifically with their organizations, but also overall, especially during a time of COVID, how can you do it from home, mm-hmm. right? People don't realize you do have a lot of power working from home mm-hmm. and you're more comfortable, you know, you know, you can just be more comfortable. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to have closing remarks. Um, and one of the things we're, we're asking for, um, and I'm, I'm hoping that more, more of our partners respond but we put out a call to uh, community organizations and nonprofit organizations to basically fill out this form of uh, call to actions that they're doing specifically for their organizations so we're going to kind of put it all together in one so somebody can go to one place and be like okay well I really want to work on uh, homelessness so, okay, these are organizations that are doing mm. that. I can connect to this organization. These are call to actions. This is their website. Um, this is ways I can help. I can uh, also to donate to those organizations, ho- ho- however however they want to help, right? Mm-hmm. There's always something you can do. Um, so we're going to kind of end with that. Um, and we're hoping that that will kind of empower people to stay engaged and 
continue, you know, um, maybe figuring out different organizations they want to become a part of, including Women's March San Francisco. I am officially stepping down as the chair. So I'm, I'm going to be an advisor. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we definitely want to bring in leadership and I'm big on mentoring. Um, so I really want to be able to find, um, there's some leadership that, that are staying that I'm hoping are going to kind of go oh, up cool. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I want to be able to also fill in other, other areas. So if anybody's interested, um, you can always email me at sophia at womensmarchsf.org um, if you are interested in, in joining Women's March San Francisco. And the beautiful thing is you get to build it. Right. Because now we're 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 restructuring how we're going to exist as an organization. We're not going to do a march every January for sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't know. Also, three months of like me pulling my hair out yes, and I have stress. no more hair left. So right. It's not like it's not a good, good, good look for me now. But um, but there's there's a power that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have the community respect, um, that I think we earned because we show up, we do the work. Um, we also want to create like a, a, a guide so somebody can go, Oh, I want to do a March. Okay. Here's like a list. Uh, here's porta potties, contact these people yeah. permits. These are the different permits you need. Here are the contacts. So we're, we're going to create something like that as well, that we can put on our website. So when somebody comes to us, we can, we can help mentor and educate the next activists. So that's kind of how we want to kind of look. But virtual events, we can still easily do virtual um, events. So I love yeah. it. You're you're lifting the veil of yeah. kind of secrecy on how to do this shit because I feel yeah. like all our lives, who knows? I didn't know how to do this shit. No. We are telling you by doing it. Right. We learned it by doing it. That's right. how we learned it. Right. Yeah. And no one's passing down the information, but now you are. Exactly. And I hate that. Like, like, you're supposed to bring up other like, you can't call yourself a leader if you're not bringing up other people. And if you're not actually sharing what you learned. Yeah, you're not a leader. You're just a selfish, you know what piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll say it. (laughs) Hey, look, man, it's a new year. It's a new year. We're not running for office. We can say. Yeah. And even if I was, I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sophia, it was so great to see you. One last thing. Where can people find you? Find me Um, online. I I mean, Obviously. Oh, online. <laughs> she sounded hesitant. Damn no, it. I'm mean, like, I'm your nervous. address. <laughs> My address, I'll, I'll no, send it to you. Don't and do I'll that. Text it to okay. You. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> you can go to vote for, I'm going to go like this again. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Vote for Sophia and um, no dot com dot com dot com oh my god <laughs> it's okay it's okay See? we got See? you we got yeah. you it's good teamwork um yeah you can you can go to dot com you can also email me uh if you're interested in women's march san francisco email me at sophia at women's march org. that's the org um and if you're um if you go to my website uh vote for sophiaandari.com um, at the bottom, you can see my email address. You can also click on that and it'll, um, you can email me. Yeah, if you want to connect with me, I'm always happy to like speak to people. Um, I do mentor youth. I'm an advisor to a group called Gen Up. So if any youth are interested um, 
in in kind of getting into activism, I'd love for you guys to connect with me because I can connect you with the Gen Up leadership. They're always looking for high school students, um, high school and college students. I'm mentoring right now to high school students. Um, I think it's important to kind of take what you learn and 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 uh, put that knowledge out there to others. Maybe Angie and I should do that. I know. I was like, find you. Can old people be be mentored by you too? No, I was, no yeah, we, you we can be, be mentors. <laughs> we can mentor. You can okay, good. Mentor. You, are, yeah. you already do mentor us. Oh, oh, we're mentors? Yeah, yeah. we could be. Oh, okay. You well, guys we'll can be later. mentors on how to create a podcast. Are you guys kidding me? <laughs> Easily. Hello. Uh, okay. Well, uh, anyway, well, maybe maybe this year will be the mentor maybe. year. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. No, Sophia, we believe in you. We yep. love you. Yep. We are in the three years we've known you. Your mom, the momentum is there, and you're just getting started. I feel like appreciate and just, you guys. We just thank you for what you do. It's so important, and you're really making a huge difference. So uh, thank you. you. Love you guys too so much. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously, such an honor. Every when I got that email, I was like. I know hey. when I first got remember when I first got that email I was like oh man should I should I tell somebody else in the team and then every time I would they're like no you have to do it I was like okay we were, like, <laughs> we were meant to be we were meant to be thank you Liz, so much it's really good seeing all three of you you too and uh, thank we'll you on Saturday yes. oh, yeah we'll see you on Saturday please make sure remember women's march sf.org go to the events page and please register uh, I think we still have about 200 tickets before oh it okay out, there's, a limit. there's a limit good to know there's okay. a limit. So get on that fast. That's right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Thank you guys so, Thank you so much. much. All right. Happy New Year. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I what a way to end it. Sorry. I'm crawling. Our last meeting, I, I, I said Happy New Year and they shut me down. So I was like, every time somebody <laughs> says it. <laughs> I'm cautious with that phrase. I just, I, uh, I'm just... Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we um, love you. Let's we see. love you, That's and it. it's so Just, good to see you. That's I all. knocked on wood, all right? I didn't <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, away. Good, good. I promise. <laughs>